economic health of this nation has been. More essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline in the dollar. It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Money Talks. All right, all right. Good morning. You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on the radio. I'm Troy Harmon, your host this week. I'm here with none other than Jarrett McKenzie. That's right. And DJ Barker. Hello, Mr. hello. Mr. Nichols himself. That's right. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> He's, uh, I know it's right. radio, but let's paint a picture just for a second. DJ, that is the most awesome logger shirt I think I've ever seen. Thank you, sir. Did you do that just for Jared? I did. I knew Paulton County was representing here today, so I said, we need to put a logger shirt on. No no doubt. Radio show. Jared's from way out in the sticks, and we do several (laughs) things that uh, make him feel at home. uh, God's country, Sorry, I I didn't mean to represent. Good Lord. Uh, Misrepresent. Misrepresent, Troy. um, (laughs) Hold on now. Anyway, uh, but, uh, yeah, I I do appreciate the fact that you – Made Jarrett feel a bit more at home. I got got to do it. It's, it's going to be a fantastic show. show today. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, Absolutely. it always is. You tuned you in on the right day. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Um, so, uh, guys, uh, what in the world is going on with our stock market? Yeah, we're, we're, it's oh, up huge man. this week. Yeah. Uh, point two eight percent in the last five days. Massive energy. gains. Energy has hit it big. So what's up going on with energy? Um, maybe a little turmoil in the Middle East. Uh, it always. Uh, That's what it sounds it. like. Yeah, I think it was uh, Wednesday of this week. We had uh, we had news out of we got stuff coming out of Syria, but now we've got Israel kicking up uh, against some Iranian-backed uh, rebels. Um, I think crude oil was up. This is uh, West Texas Intermediate. Now, we're not talking about North Brent, North Sea crude or any of that, but West Texas Intermediate was up 2% in that one day. Wow. Uh, watch out. You know the pumps are going to get <laughs> yeah, get a bit coming. of a shock, too. Well, it's so. coming right uh, summer driving season. Well, that, yeah. too. But, I mean, when they have <laughs> coming up. when mm-hmm. they have price shocks like that. Yeah, um, yeah it's just going to make it even worse. Yep. No doubt. Yep. Uh, so uh, energy up 3.34%. On the week, uh, utilities down, negative uh, yeah. 2.72%. That's usually a sign, especially with real estate down as well, 2.5%. Uh, and consumer staples down 1.16. Uh, you would expect something's going on with some interest rates. Uh, we have seen a slight flattening of the curve on the, the last week. And when I say the curve, I mean the yield curve, meaning that uh, shorter maturity interest rates, the two-year Mm-hmm. I think was up uh, three and a half basis points, which is 0.035%. Um, and then we had uh, about the same magnitude, but a, a weakening or a, a decline in the longer term interest rates. So about a seven basis point move altogether relative uh, the two versus the 10 years. So you think that's um, what's been driving a lot of that downward pressure on the consumer staples this year? I mean, it's surprising yeah. that... In an economy that's doing so well, I mean, it makes sense that interest rates might be driving it down, but right. 7.5% year-to-date in negative territory? Yeah, well, just... here's the thing, Jared. Those three uh, those three areas, consumer staples, real estate, and utilities, as we just said, are, are negative, but quite often you see that uh, those actually provide stability in times of turmoil. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little weird as much volatility as we've had. Yeah. Uh, it Right off the jump when, when we saw that first bit of volatility right at the end of January, 1st of February, uh, everything seemed to sell off, bonds included. Uh, but, you know, in the, in the days since then that we've seen uh, equities decline, we've seen uh, utilities generally decline less. Um, in fact, what do we got year to date? Um, yeah, here's the story. Consumer staples down 7.5%. It is yeah, really strange. Well, that's yeah. what's been so surprising because I would have thought it held up pretty well during, you know, like well, you said, create some of that stability that's needed sure. during all this volatility. Yeah, usually where you find growth is going to be in your your more uh, business cycle sensitive uh, mm-hmm. stocks. So information technology year to date is up 5.5%. Consumer discretionary, another one of those that do well uh, when the business cycle's on an upswing, uh, is up 3.6%. Financials up slightly, 0.53. Everything else is negative. Mm-hmm. But as you said, Staples is down 7.5%. I, to be honest with you, uh, with the volatility we've got, it, to me, it's just a buying opportunity. Yeah. I think. Uh, Except for the Infotech, right? I was going to say, the, the, the really year. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, earnings in information technology have done quite well. And we yeah. talked about that a lot on the show. Uh, last year, they were up 38%. Mm-hmm. And uh, during that period, earnings in the uh, uh, the year overall were up like 22%. I mean, that's amazing earnings growth yeah. uh, in a one year period. So. Um, it's pretty well supported then. I yeah, guess. it is. But you, I, you said know, before you at, it's pretty expensive too, though, right? I mean, it's it's gotten expensive, but you know I've talked a lot about this too. And we look at valuation in the market all the time. Uh, at its peak, the S and P 500 was about 42% premium to its uh, long-term average price-to-earnings ratio. The PE uh, has uh, the long-term average is about 16.5. Uh, right now, it's a little over 21, like 21.4. Uh, you look at uh, information technology, especially when you look. I mean, there, there's a lot of growth in there. It's been a huge driver of growth over the last 20 years. In fact, you look uh, to the uh, early 1990s, and it was only a little more than 5% of the overall S&P 500. Would you chance really? to guess at what it is today? I think I've said this before on the show, but uh, how much do you think S&P 500 is made up by information technology? Just a wild guess. Man, it's I know be... you watch this stuff, so this is kind of a stump the pro. <laughs> That's right. What did you say it was back then? Uh, a little over five, somewhere between five and six, five about five and a half, we'll call gosh, it. Gosh, between the, the Googles and the Index, or the, the Apples and the, the gosh. Yeah. It's got to be 20, 25%. That's, That's 26. Wow. Yeah, it's 26 and a half percent today. Good Lord. Think of how much growth has been uh, you know, engendered from that. Yeah. I mean, early 90s, we didn't have a desktop computer. We've gone through multiple generations of the types of computers that we like to use. Mm-hmm. I still love my desktop. But uh, prior to that, think about it. What, what did we do? We used a pen and <laughs> pencil to, to create balance sheets, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to create income statements. Uh, any, um, you know, database was more or less your using the old pen and the pencil. I mean, uh, well, very little did. I mean, if you yeah. look at the uh, the increase in productivity that we had uh, through the middle 90s, and not only that, what did we have, like five years of 20-plus uh, percent growth in the S&P 500? Mm-hmm. That's where technology caught up a lot. But uh, over the last year, year and a half, 
that percentage uh, of the total index has grown significantly. So, uh, you know, you think about it, it, it is kind of bewildering to the mind, but um, well, in you, reality, then you talk about earnings and, uh, right. you know, where do people, money goes where it's treated best. Well, and, I think uh, that's that's precisely the reason, at least part of the conversation I've been having with clients of, of why things seem to be trailing these benchmarks, right? Because it, it does make, make up such a larger percentage sure. these days and is doing as well as it has been. As we said, you know, uh, year over year, it's up almost 33%. So uh, when you have that large of a percentage of something like that doing that well, then, yeah, it's going to skew the, the benchmark a bit, I would say. Yeah, and, and you're right. Yeah. And and this is – you're basically saying the S&P 500, it's not really surprising that it's bigger than its long-term average, right? right. Because 26% of it now is made up of information technology, which doesn't look too out of whack among its peers but then or among its own history. Yeah. But then you look at, at the overall index, which has been now dominated by that more expensive uh, sector, and I mean, mm -hmm. it, it makes a little bit of sense why the S&P 500 might look a little more expensive than it has in years past. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, we got uh, some economic information out this week, and uh, most of it's focused on inflation. So producer price index uh, up 2.9%. That's actually a pretty big jump and uh, more than we would have expected. Uh, if you look at final demand services, uh, they accounted for 70% of the increase in the March PPI. So uh, um, all things considered, there's not too many folks fearing this, and it's not the main uh, indicator, obviously, producer price index. Consumer price index is the one that we watch a little more closely. Yeah. Uh, this is basically a basket of goods, the cost of a basket of goods uh, that we as consumers uh, would consume. Year-over-year uh, -year growth, 2.1%. In our last couple of months, it's been 1.8%. So this is an increase, and this is the core. So after you strip out energy and food, which tend to be very volatile, it's why we uh, take those away, um, you got 2.1% um, expansion in pricing in the month of March. Um, seems like uh, energy prices were a bit of a drag, um, but uh, everything else... You know, it was up a little bit. Uh, the Fed's target is 2%, has been for a while. I think their last PCE deflator, which actually comes out in tandem with the GDP, gross domestic product, uh, which last month uh, we got our first estimate. No, earlier this month we got our first estimate at 2.9% in the first quarter. Um, and uh, that PCE deflator was at 1.8%. So, uh, still below target. We also heard from the Fed this week, uh, who basically is talking like uh, they're going to keep us steady. Stay on track. Yeah, steady growth. Uh, options markets telling us we've got uh, uh, one more interest rate increase in June and then another in September. And there's not another on the radar, which only goes out to early 2019. So uh, be interesting to see exactly what we get. Um, but uh, they also said they weren't worried about tariffs. Y'all stick around. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about a dog of the week and answer a few questions. You're listening to Money Talks. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. 
Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.